Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. This week's parasha is Deuteronomy 32. And that's page 234 in the complete Jewish Bible. Hear, O heavens, as I speak. Listen, earth, to the words from my mouth. May my teaching fall like rain. May my speech condense like dew. Like rain, like light rain on blades of grass or showers on growing plants. For I will proclaim the name of Adonai. Come, declare the greatness of our God. The rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are just. A trustworthy God who does no wrong. He is righteous and straight. He is not corrupt. A defect is in his children, a crooked and perverted generation. You foolish people so lacking in wisdom, is this how you repay Adonai? He is your father who made you here. It was he who formed and prepared you. Remember how the old days were. Think of the years through all the ages. Ask your father and he will tell you. Your leaders, too, they will inform you. When Elyon gave each nation its heritage, when he divided the human race, he assigned the boundaries of people according to Israel's population. But Adonai's share was his own people. Jacob, his allotted heritage. He found his people in desert country, in a howling, wasted wilderness. He protected him and cared for him, guarded him like the pupil of his eye, like an eagle that stirs up her nest, hovers over her young, spreads out her wings, takes them and carries them as she flies. Adonai alone led his people. No alien god was with him. He made them ride on the heights of the earth. They ate the produce of the field. He had them suck honey from the rocks and olive oil from the crags, herds from the cows and milk from the sheep, with lamb fat, rams from Bashan and goats, with the finest wheat flour. And you drank sparkling wine from the blood of grapes. But Yeshurun, the upright one, grew fat and kicked. You grew fat, thick, gross. He abandoned God, his maker. He scorned the rock, his salvation. He roused him to jealousy with alien gods, provoked him with abomination. They sacrificed to demons, non-gods, gods that they had never known, new gods that had come up lately, which your ancestors had not feared. You ignored the rock who fathered you, you forgot God who gave you birth. Adonai saw and was filled with scorn at his son's and daughter's provocation. He said, I will hide my face from them and see what would become of them. For they are a perverse generation, untrustworthy children. They aroused my jealousy with a non-God and provoked me with their vanities. I will arouse their jealousy with a non-people and provoke them with a vile nation. For my anger has been fired up. 
It burns to the depth of Sheol, devouring the earth and its crops, kindling the very roots of the hills. I will heap disasters on them and use up all my arrows against them. Fatigued by hunger, they will be consumed by fever and bitter defeat. I will send them fangs of wild beasts and the poison of reptiles crawling in the dust. Outside, the sword makes parents childless. Inside, there is panic as young men and girls alike are slain, sucklings and graybeards together. I considered putting an end to them, erasing their memory from the human race, but I feared the insolence of their enemy, feared that their foes would mistakenly think we ourselves accomplished this. Adonai had nothing to do with it. They are a nation without common sense, utterly lacking in discernment. If they were wise, they could figure it out and understand their destiny. After all, how can one chase a thousand and put and two put ten thousand to rout unless their rock sells them to their enemies, unless Adonai hands them over? For our enemies have no rock like our rock. Even they can see that. Rather, their vine is from the vine of Sodom, from the fields of Amora. Their grapes are poisonous, their clusters are bitter, their wine is snake poison, the cruel venom of vipers. Isn't this hidden with me, sealed in my storehouses? Vengeance and payback are mine for the time when their foot slips. For the day of their calamity is coming soon, their doom is rushing upon them. Yes, Adonai will judge his people, taking pity on his servants when he sees that their strength is gone, that no one is left slave or free. Then he will ask, where are their gods, the rock in whom they trusted? Who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offering? Let him get up and help you. Let him protect you. See now that I, yes, I am he, and there is no God beside me. I put to death and I make alive. I wound and I heal. No one saves anyone from my hand. For I lift up my hand to heaven and swear, as surely as I am alive forever, if I sharpen my flashing sword and set my hand to judgment, I will render vengeance to my foes, repay those who hate me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, my sword will devour flesh. The blood of the slain and the captive's flesh from the wild-haired heads of the enemy. Sing out, you nations, about his people. For he will avenge the blood of his servants. He will render vengeance to the adversaries and make atonement for the land of his people. Moses came and proclaimed all the words of this song in the hearing of the people 
ended up Hosea, the son of Nun. Joshua, the son of Nun. When he had finished speaking all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words of my testimony against you today, so that you can use them in charging your children to be careful to obey all the words of this Torah. For this is not a trivial matter for you. On the contrary, it is your life. Through it, you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. That same day, Adonai said to Moses, Go up in to Abram range, to Mount Nobo, in the land of Moab, across from Jericho, and look out over the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the people of Israel as a possession. On the mountain you are ascending, you will die and be gathered to your people just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and was gathered to his people. The reason for this is that both of you broke face with me there among the people of Israel at the Meribah Kadesh Spring in the Zen Desert. You failed to demonstrate my holiness there among the people of Israel. So you will see the land from a distance, but you will not enter the land ungiven to the people of Israel. And then we have 2 Samuel 22, 1 to 15. You'll find that on page 359. 2 Samuel 22. 2 Samuel 22. 22-1. David said the words of this song to Adonai on the day Adonai delivered him from the power of all his enemies and from the power of Shaul. He said, Adonai is my rock, my fortress and deliverer, the God who is my rock in whom I find shelter, my shield, the power that saves me, my stronghold and my refuge, my savior, You have saved me from violence. I call on Adonai, who is worthy of praise, and I'm saved from my enemies. The dust breakers were closing over me. The floods of Vialo terrified me. The ropes of Sheol were wrapped around me. The snares of death lay there before me. In my distress, I called to Adonai. Yes, I called to my God. Out of his temple he heard my voice and my cry entered his ears. Then the earth quaked and shook. The foundations of heaven trembled. They were shaken because he was angry. Smoke arose in his nostrils and from his mouth devouring fire with coals blazing from it. He lowered heaven and came down with thick darkness under his feet. He rode the caravan and flew. He was seen on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him. Thick clouds in the skies dense with water. From the brightness before him, fiery coals flamed out. Adonai thundered from heaven. Ha El Yon sounded his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them with lightning. He routed them. 
The channels of the sea appeared, the foundations of the world were exposed at Adonai's rebuke, at the blast of breath from his nostril. Then we have 1 Peter 1. 1 Peter 1, okay, I've got it. That's page 1515. From Peter, an emissary of Yeshua the Messiah, to God's chosen people living as aliens in the diaspora in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, the province of Asia, and Byrathena, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, and set apart by the Spirit for obeying Yeshua the Messiah and for sprinkling with his blood. Grace and shalom be yours in full measure. Praise be God, Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, who in keeping with his great mercy has caused us through the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah from the dead be born again to a living hope, to an inheritance that cannot decay, spoil, or fade, kept safe in you and heaven. Meanwhile, through trusting, you are being protected by God's power for a deliverance ready to be revealed at the last time. Rejoice in this, even though for a little while you may have to experience grief in various trials. Even gold is tested for genuineness by fire. The purpose of these trials is that so that your trust, genuineness, which is far more valuable than perishable gold, will be judged worthy of praise, glory, and honor at the revealing of Yeshua the Messiah. Without having seen him, you love him. Without seeing him now, by trusting in him, you continue to be full of joy that is glorious beyond words. And you are receiving what your trust is aiming at, namely your deliverance. The prophets who prophesied about this gift of deliverance that was meant for you pondered and inquired diligently about it. They were trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the spirit of the Messiah in them was referring and predicting the Messiah's sufferings and the glorious things to follow. It was revealed to them that their service when they spoke out about these things was not for their own benefit, but for yours. And these same things have now been proclaimed to you by those who communicated the good news to you through the Rock of Kadesh sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, get your minds ready for work. Keep yourselves under control and fix your hopes fully on the gift you will receive when Yeshua the Messiah is revealed. As people who obey God, do not let yourselves be shaped by evil desires you used to have when you were still ignorant. On the contrary, following the Holy One who called you, become holy yourselves in the entire way of life. Since the Tanakh says, you are to be holy because I am holy. Also, if that, if the addressing 
as Father, the one who judges impartially according to each person's actions, you should live out your temporary stay on earth in fear. You should be aware that the ransom paid to free you from the worthless way of life which your fathers passed on to you did not consist of anything perishable like silver or gold. On the contrary, it was the costly, bloody, sacrificial death of the Messiah as of a lamb without defect or spot. God knew him before the founding of the universe, but revealed him in the end of days for your sakes. Through him you trust in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your trust and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have a sincere love for your brother, love each other deeply with all your heart. You have been born again, not from some seed that will decay, but from one that cannot decay, through the living word of God that lasts forever. For all humanity is like grass, all its glory is like a wildflower. The grass withers and the flower falls off, but the word of Adonai lasts forever. Moreover, this word is the good news which has been proclaimed to you. Therefore, rid yourself of all malice, of all deceit, hypocrisy, and envy, and of all the ways there are of speaking against people. And be like newborn babies, thirsty for pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow up into deliverance for you have tested that uh, you have tasted that Adonai is good as you come to him a living stone rejected by the people but chosen by God and precious to him you yourselves as living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be coined set apart for God to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to him through Yeshua the Messiah. This is why the Tanakh says, Look, I am laying in Zion a stone, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and whoever rests his trust on it will certainly not be humiliated. Now, to you who keep trusting, he is precious. But to those who are not trusting, The very stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Also, he is a stone that will make people stumble, a rock over which they will trip. They are stumbling at the word, disobeying it, as had been planned. But you are a chosen people, the king's Cohen, a holy nation, a people for God to possess. Why? in order for you to declare the praises of the one who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Before you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and temporary residents not to give in to the desires of your old nature 
which deep warring against you, which keep warring against you, I'm sorry, but to live such good lives among the pagans that even though they now speak against you as evildoers, they will, as a result of seeing your good actions, give glory to God on the day of his coming. For the sake of the Lord, submit yourself to every human authority, whether to the emperor as being supreme or to governors as being sent by him to punish wrongdoers and praise those who do what is good. For it is God's will that your doing good should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Submit as people who are free, but not letting your freedom serve as an excuse for evil. Rather, submit as God's slaves. Be respectful to all and keep loving the brotherhood, fearing God and honoring the emperor. Household servants, submit yourselves to your masters, showing them full respect. And not only those who are kind and considerate, but also those who are harsh. For it is a grace when someone, because he is mindful of God, bears up under the pain of undeserved punishment. For what credit is there in bearing up under the beating you deserve for doing something wrong? But if you bear up under punishment, even though you have done what is right, God looks on it with favor. Indeed. This is what you are called to, because the Messiah too suffered on your behalf, leaving an example so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found on his lips. When When he he was was insulted, he didn't retaliate with insults. When he suffered, he didn't threaten, but handed them over to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the stake so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds we were healed. For you used to be like sheep gone astray, but now you have turned to the shepherd who watches over you. And then we have Hebrews 12. 14 through 29, and that's back on page 1507. Hebrews 12:14. Keep pursuing shalom with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses out on God's grace, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and thus contaminates many and that no one is sexually immoral or godless like Esau, who in exchange for a single meal gave up his rights as the firstborn. Do you know that afterwards, when he wanted to obtain his father's blessing, he was rejected? Indeed, even though he sought it with tears, his change of heart was to no avail. For you have not come to a tangible mountain, to an ignited fire, to darkness, to murk, to a whirlwind, to the sound of a chauffeur, and to a voice 
whose words made the hearers beg that no further message be given to them, for they couldn't bear what was being commanded them. If even an animal touches the mountain, it is to be stoned to death. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I'm quaking with dread. On the contrary, you have come to Mount Zion, that is, the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to the myriads of angels and festive assembly, to a community of the firstborn whose names have been recorded in heaven, to a judge who is God of everyone, to spirits of righteous people who have been brought to the gold, to the mediator of a new covenant, Yeshua, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks better things than that of Babel. See that you don't reject the one speaking, for if those did not escape who rejected him when he gave divine warning on earth, think how much less we will escape if we turn away from him when he warns from heaven. Even then his voice shook the earth. But now he has made this promise. One more time I will shake not only the earth but heaven too. And this phase one more time makes clear that the things shaken are removed since they are created things so that the things not shaken may remain. Therefore, since we have all received the unshakable kingdom, let us have grace through which we may offer service that will please God with reverence and fear, for indeed our God is a consuming fire. Thank you. Please join us for our next reading on the tent, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, also called Sukkot. And if you, if you have it in you to build a sukkah, which is a temporary housing, to uh, assign that we are here on this world, in this world temporarily. So we celebrate that we can actually hang out in a sukkah just for a short while to remind us that this world is just a temporary place. That's what that's all about. So tomorrow morning after Shabbat, we'll be setting up our sukkah so that we can celebrate along with many others the wonderful promise that God has given us that our, our home is really not here. We're temporary residents of this world. Amen. Amen.